Good afternoon and welcome back to Salesian Sport, Sports Broadcasting. Um, today we're another week done in the books in the NBA. Um, I am Sean and I'm here with... Ramon Reed. You guys already know who it is, Mr. Danny DJ Brito, the man, the myth, the fable. Nick. Um, and today we're going to be talking about what specific teams have done well and what teams are trying to push well. Um, the first team we're going to be talking about is the Brooklyn Nets. Now, um, I want to mention something first. Kyrie Irving came back um, after an eight-game, I believe an eight-game suspension. Um, he didn't do that. He didn't do that bad. Um, I would have loved for him to do a little bit better. Um, only gave in 14 points, five rebounds, one steal, one block. Um, I mean, overall, this Nets team has been providing good the past couple of days. Um, they have been winning games. Um, they're now eight and nine. Um, ben Simmons had a great game. Um, 22 points, eight rebounds, five assists. I think we're really seeing Ben Simmons being productive for this Nets team. Um, you also have Kevin Durant, 26 points, seven rebounds and seven assists. Um, I mean, overall, Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons really carried this team to the win yesterday against the Grizzlies. Um, there's not really much to talk about. Um, ben Simmons returns back to Philly tomorrow. Um, I doubt anybody's going to cheer for how for cheer for him because he left, betrayed the Philly team. Um, but I mean, I have high hopes for this Nets team. Uh, Kyrie Irving is going to reburst into what he's been doing the p first couple of games before he got suspended and. We're going to see how far this Nets team goes. Look, gentlemen, gentlemen, let me start it off hot today with my first line. The Nets are back. Let me tell you why. We had Kyrie Irving. As much as I love Mr. K.A.I., the killer instinct, Mr. Uncle Drew, the ball god himself, okay, I do have to admit he was a hindrance on the team for a while, and it was nice to see the team flourish a little bit Without their guard. I mean, especially KD. Look at my man, Mr. Number 35. Uh, the second coming of T-Mac is really all you can call him. I mean, the man's been popping off. Uh, most recent game, 26 points uh, with a 56 uh, shooting per percentage. His other games, we have 35 points. 27, 31, 27. And that's not even to mention, okay, his rebounding and assists. Look, let me tell you something. KD is providing to me the way I wanted Kyrie to provide for me. And with those two men being one of my, or my favorite players in the league right now, especially growing up and seeing uh, people like KD and seeing him flourish on teams like the Thunder and the Warriors, it just, I love to see him have a resurgence. Uh, same thing with Ben Simmons. I know in the first uh, podcast that we have, the first installment, uh, Ramon was going heavy into the Ben Simmons defense, and honestly, it's paying off. Ben Simmons has realized that he needs to step his game up a little bit, especially with his, uh, I think, what was it, his double-double game? 15 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, something like that? Am I correct? Something yes. along those lines. Uh, I, I just love to see it. What can I say? I love to see a man get paid, and I love seeing Ben Simmons get paid and eat while he does it. 
On top of that, the Nets are just, they're coming back. I would like to see Kyrie do better than his uh, uh, game back, you know? I would like to see that because even though he didn't do too bad, you can't be out for a while and then come back and not, you know, at least do a somewhat outstanding performance. So, you know, next game I want to see maybe 25, 26 points, uh, a little bit more assists, something that you expect to get out of an all-star caliber player that's a starter. Um, yeah, I mean, I do agree with that. Um, I mean, I think it's reasonable to note that Ben Simmons was a plus 19. Um, he had the highest plus nine, plus minus um, ratio on the team, um, even with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving being there. Um, it was pretty interesting to see that team operate. Um, I know they want to stretch without Kyrie Irving, and they were doing presumably well. Uh, my only concern with this team is will Kyrie Irving have another effect on them? Because I know the brother's box office. We know every time he plays that he, you know, he he goes hardcore. I'm not really looking at this game. It was his first time really playing an actual NBA game, so obviously it's gonna take him a few games to get acclimated again. But my concern is, is this gonna be the end? Will there be something else in the season that will hold this team back? Because this team has the capabilities of competing in the postseason they do um when you have Kyrie Irving and you have uh, uh uh Kevin Durant you do have a chance in the postseason um Ben Simmons was phenomenal um this is his second game I believe having uh double digit uh uh, uh double. points so I'm really happy to see what he's doing he's starting to get used to his role he's starting to understand why the Nets acquired him from Philly um and speaking on Philly same goes for Dan it's going to be an interesting game for him. I mean, I want to see how he's going to handle the response that Philadelphia has to him returning home. And we've seen this on in multiple occasions. We saw it when uh, uh, LeBron had left Miami and when he went back to Miami. We saw that response. It was nasty. It was horrible. We saw the response when Kyrie Irving had left Boston and he went back for the first game. So I want to see if Ben Simmons can mentally handle the challenges that are going to be posed to him, you know, during this game. Um, I wish him all the best. I hope that he continues to play like the way he is now because if he does, I think he, I think the Nets have a good chance. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I wanted to touch on this Nets win. I mean, I think, um, you know, with John Morant being out, uh, that Grizzlies game, uh, you know, didn't really stand much of a chance against this team. Um, you know, and I feel like playing Ben Simmons at the five might be one of the best options that we could have came up with. I mean, if we play him at the five all the time, you're going to expect a game exactly like that. In the past three games, Ben Simmons has scored 48 points. Um, and I think um, this is a massive improvement. Uh, he's definitely going, you know, he's going back to Philly, uh, tomorrow and that's going to be, that's going to be tough for him. We know how he is with tough crowds and how he can get very stressed and under pressure, but that doesn't, uh, that does, uh, that shouldn't affect him anymore. I mean, Ben Simmons looks like he's grown out of that little boy phase that he's been in almost his whole career. I mean, you know. If he can keep up with Embiid tomorrow night, if they play him at the five, uh, if they play Simmons at the five again, which I feel like they won't, but Claxton is out, so um, you know I would love 
definitely love to see that face off. Uh, but on another note, I mean, Kyrie's return, um, pretty mediocre. He didn't get as many touches as he, as uh, you know, ben, ben Simmons got more touches than he did, which is tough. But Ben Simmons went 11 for 13. Kyrie went, uh, let me see, uh, 5 for 12. That's tough. I mean, you know, coming back from multiple game suspension is tough, especially with the situation Kyrie was in. But, you know, <clears throat> he'll bounce back. You know, I think tomorrow night at the Sixers game, Kyrie's going to bounce back like crazy. Uh, I think Kyrie and KD are both going to go crazy. I think Ben Simmons is going to have a breakout game. I think, uh, you know, another person we haven't really talked about yet, Seth Curry coming back from injury. I think, you know, if he improves uh, on his basically kind of everything. I mean, he scored 10 points on 5 for 10, um, but he, he was 0 for 4 from 3. So, you know, hopefully he can he can sort that out. I mean, we we haven't seen him on the court this season yet. This is the first time. Uh, so hopefully he can, you know, maybe make that improvement. All right. The, uh, the next team we're going to be talking about is another New York team, the New York Knicks. Um, the New York Knicks, um, they're 8 and 9. Um, they've lost two straight. Um, I think the biggest person that isn't producing really that well is RJ Barrett. Um, he's averaging seven. He's averaging eighteen points a game, five rebounds, three assists. Um, I mean, the last couple of games he's got twelve points, eighteen points, eleven points. Um, but he hasn't been shooting the ball well. Um, in his last game, he shot three for eleven. Um, you know, I think RJ Barrett can do so much better than that, and I think that's what's risking the Nets or the Knicks team to the to these losses. Um, you have to think RJ Barrett is an amazing shooter. Um, that's why the Knicks drafted him. Um, to be a good shooter and to get the Knicks to a playoff team. To a play to the playoffs. Um, I mean Julius Randle has been doing really well. Uh, Jalen Brunson has been averaging twenty points a game. I mean he's doing well. Um, but it's just the Knicks need to step it up with their defense, and they need to start pushing the ball more often, not waiting till three, two seconds in the shot clock and shooting the ball. Like, if you have an open shot, you need to shoot it. Um, I mean, overall, this Knicks team is doing somewhat decent, um, definitely a lot better than last season. Um, I mean, I don't have this Knicks team going far. Um, maybe the play-ins. Um, at the most, um, I mean, they are the eighth seed right now. Um, they'll eventually go down. Um, but I mean, yeah. Look, let me let me say. Look, let me say something. Since the beginning of the podcast, okay, the first one, okay, I had already said that the Knicks would not be this good this season. Are they better than they were previously? Sure, you can say that. But I've been saying that they will fail, not only because they're playing team ball with no primary score, because R.J. Barrett, especially right now, is not doing the job they want him to do. And that's a huge issue when you have somebody like R.J. Barrett. And when you have somebody like Julius Randle on your team and you somehow can't get a primary score out of anybody at all. And now... They're suffering from what I like to call 
JHS. The James Harden Syndrome. You get an open look and you get cold feet, cold shoulders, everything freezes up. Your tendons are stuck in place and you don't want to shoot the ball. And it is a tremendous issue for the Knicks. You cannot sit there and facilitate the ball. And when it comes time to shoot, when you come off of that pick and roll, when you come off of those screens, not even coming off of the screens, in general, when you have that space, that freedom to shoot and make the look, and you don't, it's a huge issue because you're giving up two, three points. You're giving up a free, easy amount of points in the transition, especially on those plays where it comes time to shoot the ball wide open and they don't, and then they end up missing when they want to attempt to facilitate another look. And it's just a huge issue. Look, not even as a basketball fan. As a New Yorker, I want the Knicks to be good. I want to say I'm a proud Nets and Knicks fan, uh, 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 not in, not independently. I want to couple them together, but I just can't. The Knicks are letting me down like they've always let me down as a New Yorker. And it, it honestly, it just hurts to see, man. It, it hurts my feelings personally seeing R.J. Barrett average uh, such low numbers for somebody that's considered by uh, one of our fellow podcast members, Joshua, to be an all-star level player. I will quote him, quotation mark, R.J. Barrett is going to make all-star this year. Quotation mark finished. Now, I would like to say before I pass this this mic off, I did bet $20 on that. So I am proud to say right now that I will be buying uh, some fried chicken with that $20. I will be buying a nice plate with that $20 because I just don't see R.J. Barrett doing what he needs to do. Look, I mean, I've said this a million times before. I've never been a Knicks fan. I probably never will be. Um, but looking at this team, this team is disappointing. I mean, I've said this on this podcast before. Julius Randle has to step up. I mean, the brother really – you can't – come on, man. Nine points against the Suns. Are you kidding me? You play 27 minutes and you have nine points. That's a disgrace. And you are supposed to be the face of that franchise. So in my head, I'm like, okay, let's say – Theoretically, they were to get Donovan Mitchell on there. What exactly would have that fixed? Huh? Julius Randle going out there and, and, and scoring nine points and Donovan Mitchell outscoring you? Okay, that's holding him back. Listen, the bottom line is this. I'm looking at this team right now. Do you know that the Suns literally out-rebounded the Knicks 39-60? to 60? 39-60. to 60. You have guys like R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin Jr., Guys like Julius Randle, and you're getting out-rebounded by mainly one guy, DeAndre Ayton. And, you know, it upsets me so much because I'm looking at this team right now, and I'm like, it has the potential to go far, but for some reason the pieces aren't coming together. Jalen Brunson, in my opinion, was, was a steal. I don't think the Mavericks should have let him go. He was a steal. The, the Knicks do not deserve Jalen Brunson. The guy had 27 points, 27 points against the Suns. And the, the face of that franchise, okay, Julius Randle had nine. That's a disgrace. It's an honest disgrace. I'm looking at this team, in my opinion, if I'm the Knicks front office, I'm blowing up this team at the end of the season. I'm blowing up this team at the end of the season, and I'm rallying around my young stars. I'm rallying around Jalen Brunson. I'm actually getting a center. I'm getting wings who can defend, who can shoot. I'm getting a center who can anchor down that middle position in the paint 
Facts. Okay, thank you. Who can get rebounds, especially those defensive rebounds. Because I watched some of the highlights of this game, and I'm watching them play. And I'm like, these guys are not hustling up there to get the defensive rebounds. Mm. You can't do that because mm. that is how... If you lose the defensive game, if you lose the rebounding game in basketball, I promise you, you will lose the game. You need to hustle and get those rebounds if you want second chance points. You just have to. It's a thing that you have to do. So, um, you know... The Knicks, I don't even know what to say with them. I mean, sure, they're 8-9. That can go either way right now. We're still relatively early in the season, considering it is still before Thanksgiving. But I really don't see this team getting far. Honestly, sure, they may be in the late plan. And I'm, I'm thinking like a, like a 10th, 11th seed. I don't see this team getting far. I never did, never will. Um, they, they just need to just reconstruct the whole team. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to touch on Julius Randle. You know, he's been a little cold these past games, and I do agree that, you know, being the best player on this team right now, which I still think shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't. He shouldn't be averaging 20 and 8 right now. And, yes, although he is a little cold, you, you can't really uh, argue that he is the face of the Knicks right now which is unfortunate because you have guys like RJ Barrett and I would even say I would even say Jalen Brunson who deserve that spot way more than Julius Randle. You know, Jalen Brunson leads the team in assists, but other than that it's all Rand almost all Randle. Um and you know Julius Randle I never expected to, to break out like that when he was on the Lakers, the Pelicans, and all these different teams. But, you know, really I wanted to touch on that. You know, th this team is definitely – they definitely have a bright future. I mean, just – you look at the top five players, top five leading, leading scorers on this team. It's Randall, Brunson, Barrett, Reddish, and Toppin. And you can even add quickly in there. I mean, those six can – and, you know – I would say if they have statistically, um, you know, consistent nights going forward, I feel like this team has a lot of potential to be up there with, you know, uh, what was it, 2021 or 2020 Knicks, who were like, what, the sixth seed? They were, like, they were really good. And I think this team, especially with the addition of Brunson, should definitely be carrying them to a higher position than that. Yeah, um, our next team that we're going to be talking about, we're going to switch over to the Western Conference. Um, we're going to talk about the Utah Jazz. Um, the Jazz are in first place uh, with a record of 12-6. and six. Um, Overall, I like what this Jazz team is doing so far. Um, you have guys like Jordan Clarkson now starting, um, was a six-man last year. Uh, now starting because Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert leaving. Um, you guys, you have guys like Laurie Markkinen, who's really stepping up, uh, got traded from the Cavs. And I think that was a great addition to this Utah Jazz team, and that's what's leading them to being at the top of the Western Conference. Um, Malik Beasley is doing super well. Um, I like him. 
Um, but I mean, Mike Conley is kind of getting a little bit old. Um, he is out for the next two weeks. Uh, he avoided major ligament damage, um, but he's out for the next, I believe, two and a half weeks. Um, and I mean, he's a key asset to this Jazz team. Uh, he's averaging only 10 points, two rebounds, and giving you eight, nine assists a game. I mean, Mike Conley is a is really has been a key player to this Jazz. Um, and losing him to the next two weeks, um, you're going to have to see Colin Sexton, Jared Vanderbilt, um, Malik Beasley, Kelly Olynyk. You have to see these guys step up. And you have to see whether or not this Jazz, this jazz team is going to be Better or worse without Mike Con Mike without Mike Conley. Yeah. So um, oops. Oh my goodness. I don't want to break this. Um, so I have always been on the tail of the Utah Jazz. I mean, I've been very impressed with what they've been able to accomplish this season, especially after losing um two big guys such as uh, Rudy Gobert and um, Donovan Mitchell. Um, this team has been very impressive especially on the offensive end and most most importantly on the defensive end. I mean, I thought after losing Rudy Gobert, I'm kid you not, I told myself, uh, my brother and I were having a conversation about this. I told him, listen, the Utah Jazz are going down. Utah Jazz aren't doing anything. And I'm looking at these teams such as the, I believe it was, I believe it's the, uh, oh my goodness, what is the team? The the the, the Wolves, the Timberwolves, Timberwolves. Yes. who acquired, Minnesota Timberwolves, who acquired Rudy Gobert. They're not doing too well. Mm. They're not doing too well. And I'm here, I'm like, wait a minute. In what world are we looking at in which the Minnesota Timberwolves aren't doing well and they have a defensive player of the year, such as Rudy Gobert, Rudy. and the Utah Jazz are doing better than them. And they, they lost both of their star players. Listen, Jordan Clarkson has been phenomenal. And I think that brother does not get enough credit for everything he's been able to accomplish this season. I'm telling you, I've been watching this guy since his time with the Lakers you know, he was, he was a rookie. He was a young guy. You know, he wasn't doing much, but you can tell he had that potential. Um, however, I'm so happy to see the player that he has blossomed into. Um, honestly, I'm pretty psyched to see what this Utah Jazz team can accomplish um, in the future, especially in the postseason. Um, the West is looking pretty chippy. Uh, we got the Clippers. We got the Warriors. We got the Suns. You know, you know my Lakers, you know, we'll talk about them later, but... Um, <coughs> yeah, you, you all right, man? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, but the Lakers aren't. Uh, don't worry, he, he, he'll be okay. We'll talk, we'll talk about them later, okay? Don't, don't worry, we'll talk about my Lakers later. Anyway, um, but yeah, the Utah Jazz, they've been dominating the Western Conference. I mean, they beat the Suns. I mean, it was a close game. They beat the Suns 134 to 133. Um, they beat the Trailblazers 118, um, 113. So, next game they have is going to be against the Clippers. So we'll see what they can do against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I believe Kawhi Leonard is coming back for that game, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Um, I don't anticipate Kawhi to be playing to you know his best of ability. Um, he's still dealing with that knee injury. So I do expect him to I do expect them to restrict his minutes a lot. But I want to see what Paul George, I want to see their response to Clippers because one thing I gotta say about the Clippers, they're a deep team. They are an extremely deep team, and one and my Lakers have not been able to beat them under Ty Lue, not one time. Since Ty Lue has become coach of the Clippers, they have not beat the Clippers once. And that is because Ty Lue is a coach 
that literally adjusts every second of the quarter. The question is, can the Utah Jazz keep up with that? I, I've been watching Ty Lue since his Cleveland days with LeBron James, and I'm telling you right now, the way that man coaches his team, it, it's, 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 it's like poetry in motion. So if the Utah Jazz can pull off beating the Clippers, I'm telling you right now, that's a team that you really got to watch. So I'm looking forward to that game, but Utah Jazz are making me proud. Yeah, honestly, man, look, I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I don't have much to say on this situation. I've, I've said it to friends. I've said it to comrades. I've said it to my peers. The Utah Jazz just forgot uh, what tanking meant. They, they thought that they could walk in built like a panzer and it was okay. Well, damn it, it's not. What happened to, to tanking for Mr. Webb and Yama, uh, the other fifth, fourth coming of T-Mac, uh, you know, all hoping that the man actually lives up to the hype. It's like, it's insane to me. How is one team supposed to be quote unquote tanking and they walk into the game with a rocket launcher strapped to their shoulder? It's ridiculous. Quite frankly, it's impressive. You know, I'm loving the jazz right now. What can I say? It's kind of funny watching other teams that are supposed to be better get destroyed or beat by a team that's not even supposed to actually be caring right now. You know, it's great. That's all I have to say. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Utah Jazz, um, to me, are, you know, I think they were an absolute joke when I first saw them this season. You know, I thought, you know, if, if anyone was going to score, it was going to be Mike Conley and Mike Conley only. But now that I see Lowry Markinen, you know, I, I never really expected him to, to do this. I mean, he used to be, and, you know, he used to be a great role player on the Bulls, and then he got traded to the Cavs, and he was all, he was all right in Cleveland. I mean, he had, you know, he had a good role-playing season there. And uh, trading him to the Jazz was actually kind of smart because, uh, well, not really that smart. But, um, you know, I think Larry Markinen is definitely going to be that guy. Actually, I think he has a better chance of making the all-star team than R.J. Barrett. So that's, you know, something for another day. But still, um, you know, absolute tear. I'm actually really happy for the Jazz and uh, – you know, I'm glad that they. Uh, I'm glad that they're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm liking what this Jazz team is doing. Um, our next team that we're going to be talking about uh, is going to be the Portland Trailblazers. Um, now, I think there's only one guy in my mind that I have to talk about who's being really consistent is Jeremy Grant. Um, Jeremy Grant came over. I believe from the Pistons, um, and you know the Trailblazers are like, all right, he was a shooter in Detroit. He's gonna be a key asset if Dame decides to get injured. Dame is actually injured, and Jeremy Grant has been carrying this team. Um, I mean, over the last few games, he's averaged 27, 37, and 29. Um, overall, he's averaging 20 points a game, five rebounds, and only three assists. Um, I mean, just looking at Jeremy Grant and looking at this Trailblazers team, this Trailblazers team can go act can actually go somewhere uh, in the Western Conference. Um, you have Anthony Simons, you have Josh Hart, um, 
Nurkic has been somewhat decent this year. Um, he was injured in the beginning of the half. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, Jeremy Grant has been one of the guys who you had in mind whether he was going to be good or whether he was going to be bad. Um, and um, I had him not being as good as he is right now, but he's really showing off, and he's really showing this tra this Blazers team that he can take them that he can take them to the postseason, and he could take them far. Yeah. Um. And this Portland team, you know, I don't really know how to feel about them. I mean, you know, obviously give the ball to Dame in crunch time, but uh, you know, now that he's injured. It's just a matter of time to see how this team crumbles. I mean, I think Jeremy Grant is a huge part of this team, and you know, but if he wasn't able to carry that uh, that Pistons team all alone, I don't think he'll be able to carry the Trailblazers team alone like that, you know. And you know, again, they have good players like Anthony Simons and you know other other great players, um, great role players, obviously, but. Um, you know, other than that, like, it's just, uh, it's, it's not natural. I mean, this team was another team like the Jazz to be a tank. This is supposed to be a tank team. And uh, the way Lillard was playing is just absolutely out of his mind. And now that he's injured, I mean, I think they're just back to a tank team at this point. Um, they are they are high in the Western Conference, but I don't think that's going to last long without Dame. Um, I think I think Dame is the heart and soul of this team. He's never going to run away from the grind. That's his whole character, and uh, I just think until this man retires or wins a championship with this team, uh, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to deal with that. But we'll see in the future. Yeah, I mean Dame. He gets injured. I mean, there's not really much. There's not many players that are going to carry the team like Dame does. Um, Dame is really that number one player on that Portland Trailblazers, and he will be for the next couple of years. Um, our next team that we're going to talk about, moving back over to the Eastern Conference, we're going to talk about the Cavs. Now, this Cavs starting five, um, you've Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, and Karis LeVert. Now, these five players, in my opinion, this is, this is a good lineup for the Cavs that I've seen in a couple of years. Um, Donovan Mitchell has been amazing so far, averaging 30 points, four rebounds, five assists, uh, averaging two, almost two steals per game. Um, I mean, that's just what Donovan Mitchell does. And now he's bringing his talent over to Cleveland, trying to bring this Cleveland back to a championship. Um, Darius Garland was good last year, and he's continuing, continuing to be good. Um, a couple of days ago, he dropped 41 points. Um, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's just Darius Garland. Um, earlier, he dropped 51 points, 10 threes. I mean, that's Darius Garland is a very talented player. And I think with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, those two players combined, that talent just keeps growing and growing. Um, Jared Allen has been doing really well. Um, Evan Mobley's been doing nice. Um, Kevin Love is even doing well. He's averaging 
12 points a game, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, I mean, that's... Kevin Love has been on the Cleveland Cavs for, for a long time. Um, and he's not showing whether or not he wants to retire or leave. Um, I mean, this Cavs team is 10-6. and six. They're fourth in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think they can maybe get up to the third spot. Um, I mean, the Celtics and Bucks. I mean, that's just they're alone. Uh, you have the Hawks. I mean, I want to see this Cleveland Cavs go up in front of the Hawks, maybe be a third seed or two seed. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, the Cavs are, you know, another one of the another one of those teams that uh just um you know they they're uh you know they they're mediocre i mean they've been doing really good i mean donovan mitchell has been absolutely carrying this team uh but we can't but we can't uh you know ignore that uh we can't ignore that you know, th these guys are all all-stars, all really good. Um, you know, Jared Allen, uh, Evan Mobley, and, you know, I would even say Karis LeVert up there. Uh, but the highlight of this team, 100%, is Darius Garland. Uh, he has been, you know, even after being injured for the first, you know, first maybe week of the season, week and a half, uh, he's been doing, you know, he's been doing amazing. I mean, he leads the league uh, I don't know if he leads the league in anything, but he's up there with almost every single person on that list. Um, and, yeah, he's just been doing fantastic. I mean, I don't really know how to put it, but, I mean, the Cavs are probably going to be a third seed. I would definitely, you know, talk about uh, talk highly about them, but I just haven't seen much from them yet, you know. I mean, maybe later in the season, I mean, seeing uh, – Donovan Mitchell and Garland worked great together in the in the uh the backcourt and then the front court's already working great, but other than that, I mean, um I definitely need to see more. Um Yeah, the Cavs are a very talented team. Um and I want them to succeed. Um Kyrie Irving and LeBron James I mean, seeing this team evolve into Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, I mean, that's that's phenomenal. I mean, the Cavs are definitely doing the right – they definitely did the right thing during the offseason. And now that could potentially lead them to go far in the postseason. Our next team in the Eastern Conference is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, the Atlanta Hawks are a talented team. You have Trey Young who's really a top-five point guard. Um, you have DeJounte Murray coming over from the Spurs. That was just that was a big help for Trey Young. Um, I think those two have really bonded together. Um, they're really averaging the same points. They're averaging around 24, 25 points a game. Uh, Trey Young is averaging almost 10 assists per game. That's just what Trey Young does. Um, and now that's really gone up uh, the past couple of games because you have Murray, who's a shooter, and if he's open, he will shoot the ball. Um, no matter if they're down by 25 with a minute left, um, if they're down by three with two seconds left, if he's open, he will shoot the ball. 
I mean, you have Clint Capello, you have John Collins. I mean, those two right there, I mean, John Collins has been doing really well so far. Uh, Clint Capella is averaging almost 12 rebounds a game. He's averaging 12 points, 12 rebounds a game. That's just really good for Capella. Um, I mean, he's averaging the, he's getting the rebounds. He's giving it to Trey Young. Trey Young gives it to Murray. Murray hits a three. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Um, and this Hawks team has really performed well over the past couple seasons. Um, I mean, other than, I mean, they beat the Raptors on Saturday by two. Um, they lost to the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics are just a better team. Um, they beat the Sixers. They beat the Bucks earlier in November. Um, but other than that, I mean, this Hawks team is looking really well. Um, they're 10-6, and six, uh, same as the Cavs. Um, and I could see the Cavs and the Hawks really battling it out for that third and fourth seed. Um, I think those two teams are really competing to be in the top of the Eastern Conference. Um, I don't have teams like the Pacers or the Wizards really being in that fourth seed. Um, I mean, you had Miami last year, and they're all the way in the 11th seed. I mean, can you really come back? I mean, there's a chance, but I mean, you're looking at this Hawks team being the third seed uh, behind the Bucks by three games. I mean, that's a lot of games, and the Bucks are just going to keep on winning and winning. Uh, I mean, with Giannis, you have Middleton coming back soon. Um, you have Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez. I mean, that Bucks team is just going to keep going. But the Hawks team, I'm not mad at them right now. Um, they're not a bad team. They're an excellent team in the Eastern Conference. And with DeJounte Murray, I mean, that's just just makes this Hawks team a whole lot better. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Hawks, uh, th there's been some big trade talks. The biggest trade talks in the, uh, in the league right now. Um, John Collins is in trade talks currently. And the way I want to think about this is I think the Hawks are trying to build up John Collins some more trade value and giving him more opportunities to, you know, be clutch and, you know, show what he's really about. Um, to get a better five or maybe a better four. Um, but enough about John Collins. You know, I mean, I, I would I would love to see him, you know, flourish and definitely do better than what he's been doing. He's been doing great, but I feel like he can do better. And on another team, that's definitely what he can do. Um, but I do really want to cover uh, A.J. Griffin. You know, out of Duke, uh, I, I liked his college days and – you know, I I think he's he's gonna grow into a big a big three uh, a big wing in this league. Uh, I feel like he's gonna you know he's not gonna be just a role player like everybody's thinking. I mean, I think you know he could become he could become definitely something big. Um, he's been doing great this season, let alone that buzzer beater that he hit the other night. And you know the the Hawks have great chemistry. I mean between you know, point guard to center. I mean, they're all they all have t great team chemistry. Um, but yeah, I mean, AJ Griffin is you know he's been doing great, and I feel like he's going to be one of the cornerstones to the Hawks' success uh, over the years.
Yeah, AJ Griffin has definitely been doing some good stuff over the past couple of games. Um, I mean, that's just you have maybe you have Trey Young out for like a week and DeJounte Murray out for a week. You have AJ Griffin in there to help out with the points and the rebounds and the assists. I mean, he's going to be a good asset. I mean, um, AJ Griffin is just really good. Um, I actually have him on my fantasy team. He's been doing really well. Um, and I'm hoping he gets more playing time. Um, and I'm hoping him he succeeds more. Our next team that we're going to be talking about um, is the Phoenix Suns. Um, and I think this Phoenix Suns team is very talented. Uh, you have Devin Booker being one of the best shooting guards in the league. Uh, Michael Bridges is doing extremely well. DeAndre Ayton being a good center. Um, but I think there's one guy that I have to mention, and I think it's Cameron Payne. I think Cameron Payne subbing in for Chris Paul, uh, Chris Paul getting injured. Um, I mean, no shocker there. Um, on my IR for fantasy, it's nice, seven games. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Cameron Payne has been doing really well. Um, almost gave you a triple-double, 29-9-7. I mean, that's... He's averaging 15 points. It's not bad. Um, I mean, you, you have someone like Cameron Payne that will sub in for Chris Paul being injured. Um, and I think that's what's helping the Suns win. Um, you have a good point guard who can fill in for someone who's injured. Um, and I think Cameron Payne did that again last season while Chris Paul was out for a couple months. I mean, that's just, that's really is what, that's what's helping this Suns team succeed. They're second in the Western Conference behind the Jazz. I mean, this Suns team could potentially be a number one seed. Um, Tony Craig is doing amazing. Damian Lee um, is doing amazing. I hate to see Cameron Johnson being out for one to two months. That was a very good guy that I would, that I saw shooting threes. Shooting that buzzer beater last season against the Knicks. I mean, Cameron Cameron Johnson is just a great shooter, and I think losing him maybe has cost them some losses. I mean, once he comes back, he's going to be healthy. He, this Suns team are definitely going to be winning a lot more games when he's back. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's definitely you know uh, a very very good season for the Suns lately. I mean, but. One takeaway is, you know, Chris Paul being out. Um, he wasn't playing to his standards anyway, but you got to remember the guy is, what, 39? And, uh, you know, I think it's time. Rings. Yeah. I, you know, zero rings. He's got one NBA Finals um, under his belt. And I feel like for Chris, I, I think it's just time for him to just hang up, hang up the sneakers, man. I mean, it's just hang up the jersey. Put it in the rafters, man. It, it's it's over. I mean, all these injuries coming out from Chris Paul. It's it's sad to see a legend go. Definitely one of the best point guards of all time. I would I would definitely have to say that. 100%. Uh, you know. But uh, you know, we also have to say, um, you know, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, he's supposed to be the third best player on this team. I don't believe it. 
I don't believe he is. I I definitely believe Mikael Bridges is doing way better than uh than DeAndre Ayton right now. I mean DeAndre Ayton, you know, great for rebounds. That that's really all he's stood for right now, and that's a flaw. That's a big flaw, especially when this guy was the first first overall pick over Luka Doncic and Trey Young, and it was just it, you know it's it's unfortunate to see him. Not really, not really be a top guy on this team. You know, with Chris Paul out, he's the third best player. But like, look at look at Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne is doing better than him right now, and it's sad. It's really sad. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, definitely, obviously, still one of the best centers in the league. But we do have to take into account that for his team right now, he it's not looking good. For, for you know his role on the team it's just it's not it's not looking like him and it's not it's definitely not what the Suns want that's why he's been in so many trade rumors you know especially with the Hawks that I just talked about right and I think that uh you know the Suns will have to improve on a lot of things but they are winning so I can't take that away from them Yeah, um, you also heard, you know, Kevin Durant in the beginning of the season having some trade rumors, and the Phoenix Suns were one of them, uh, trading DeAndre Ayton, and I believe Jay Crowder, I know he wants to get traded to the Nets for Kevin Durant. I mean, I think DeAndre Ayton needs to go. I mean, I think he's, he's, not, he's not a top 10 center. Um, he's not doing that well. Um, if he gets injured, I mean, then the Suns are really going to be crying for help. Um, but, I mean, with him, they're winning games. Um, I'm hoping to see DeAndre Ayton gets traded in the future. Um, I mean, that's just me. Um, anyways, moving on. Our next team we're going to be talking about is going to be the Denver Nuggets. And the Denver Nuggets are a very talented team. You have Nikola Jokic, you have MPJ, you have Aaron Gordon, you have Jamal Murray back, you have KCP shooting threes, you have Bones Highland, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, those names just keep growing and growing and growing. Now, the Nuggets are out. They don't have Nikola Jokic, they don't have Aaron Gordon, and they don't have Jamal Murray for the next week. Now, I'm looking at it, I'm like... I need to see MPJ step up. He hasn't been doing well. Um, last couple games, he's dropped 5 points, 10 points, 14 points. Before that, it was 31, 17, and 24. He needs to start shooting more. I think he has an open three. He has an open shot. You might as well just shoot it. The worst is you have an open shot and you're not shooting it. That's what people hate. You know, if you're shooting it and you have three guys on you, then all right, you're not, you're, you're, it's not like you're Stephen Curry. It's not like you can bank it in. I mean, you have guys like KCP who needs to step it up. Bones Highland did amazing yesterday. I mean, we don't know how long Jokic is in health protocols for. Um, Aaron Gordon is out sick. Jamal Murray's in health protocols. I mean, you don't know how long they're going to be in for. Could be a week. It could be a week and a half. Um, I mean, I want to see MPJ improve. Um, I know the Nuggets have 
I know they play the Pistons tomorrow. So that's a good that's a game they need to win. Um, if they ended up losing if they end up losing that, I think really they need to start talking, maybe make some trades, maybe getting MP, MPJ out of there for a stronger guy. Um, although MPJ is good, he's not shooting as well the past couple days. Um, I mean, this Nuggets team is good. It's talented with Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray being healthy. I mean, that's why the Nuggets didn't make it so far. MPJ wasn't healthy the rest of the season into the postseason. Jamal Murray never came back. I mean, they are first in three-point percentage at 409 so that's basically a 41% win percentage. Um, I mean, I just need, I need to see this Nuggets team improve if they want to be a fourth or fifth seed in the West. I mean, you have other teams. You have the Suns. You have the Clippers. You have the Kings, who are fifth seed. You have the Grizzlies that can easily take that spot, and the Nuggets can bump all the way down to the play-ins, maybe to the 10th, 11th seed, not making the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I really have no comment. I mean, it's just, you know, they've the the Nuggets have been. It's just I don't know. I mean, you you look at the Trailblazers and and you know these teams that have similar to better records. Look at the Jazz. The Jazz have a better record than the Nuggets right now. The Nuggets are a very talented team. They have a back-to-back MVP. They have Michael Porter Jr., you know, regarded as one of the best rookies of his class. You know, you got just so much talent. Jamal Murray, who has fallen off tremendously after his injury. But, you know, it's, it's all right. It's just what happens, right? And, you know, I just have to say, like, it's not – it's not really about the first half. I still believe in the Nuggets, but you know, you look at teams early in the season that are killing this this team, and it's it's just not not the way I see the Nuggets. I mean, you know, I feel like they're gonna be a t- the team you know that's exactly like last time, and just fold in the playoffs to a mediocre team again, like they always do. And it's just you know, I feel like they have no chance yet to win a championship until they really fix their team up. They just they they don't have a uh a, a you know, a balanced enough team to to go that far in the playoffs and I feel like that's going to be for a long time. Yeah. Um I want to see this Nuggets team succeed more. Um but they need players that will be healthy. They need young superstars. Not even superstars. You usually need a young star. That'll drop you 20, 25 points a game and carry you far into the playoffs. Exactly. You can't have Jamal Murray being injured for a couple months and then saying that he wants to play in the playoffs and doesn't play. You have people like MPJ. They could have gone far in the playoffs last year, but Jamal Murray and MPJ weren't healthy, and that's what led them to lose in the first round. Um, This next team um, that has been doing really well um, and I want to highlight them right now, is the Sacramento Kings. Um, I mean, man, they're, they're averaging 121 points, which is first, uh, in front of the Celtics uh, and the Warriors. And I'm like, wow, 
Look at the Kings. You have De'Aaron Fox, who's averaging 25 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists. Okay, not bad. 1 steal. You have Sabonis, who went over there mid-year from the Pacers to help this Kings team out. Didn't really do much last season. It was the middle of the season. But now he's playing a full season with Sacramento. And he's really helping them out. Um, he's averaging a double-double mostly every game. Uh, almost had a triple-double uh, yesterday. Um, you have guys like Kevin Herter, who they got from Atlanta. You have Harrison Barnes. You have Malik Monk. Keen Murray, who they drafted, um, has not been doing too well. Uh, gave you 13 points yesterday, and then the other game, 4 points. Like He's very inconsistent. Um, but you have guys like Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, who are not being inconsistent this year. And they've won 6 in a row. I mean, they were 3-6 and six before this started, and now they're 9-6. They're now the fifth seed in the Western Conference. Now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all right, the Kings have to fold somewhere in the future. I mean, I think they're just off to a great start. I mean, Sabonis, Sabonis could get hurt. I mean, that there goes their center. They don't really have anybody else. Um, I mean, Sabonis is a big key. Uh, Fox staying healthy this year is going to be a big key to them. I mean... I have teams like the Grizzlies being in front of them, the Clippers being in front of them. I have the Mavs. Mavs are totally better than the Kings. Um, I mean, I don't know. This Kings team is off to a great start right now. Um, but they could fold at any point of the season. Um, they could trade away. So bonus again, Fox. I mean, it's unlikely, but anything could really happen. Um... I mean, once Fox or Sabonis goes or gets injured, I think this Sacramento team is done. Yeah. Sacramento, I feel like they, uh, you know, they had a 17-season postseason drop. And I think this could be as big as a comeback story as baseball's Seattle Mariners. You know, I mean, they've been – the Sacramento Kings haven't seen this good of a team since about 2004. And, you know, we're seeing them actually play to their uh, to their heights and their potential. And I really think that the Kings have a chance to make the postseason. I mean, look at how weak the Western Conference is right now. You know, you have guys like LeBron and Curry with an under 500 uh, record. And it's just... It's not it's not great. I mean, De'Aaron Fox has been one of the clutchest players this season, and I haven't seen anyone come close. Um, it's just it's, it's mind-blowing. I mean, I never thought De'Aaron Fox would have been this good. I mean, he's a fast guy. You know, I never thought he would be able to get buckets like that, but he, he's just he's like that. And, you know, De'Aaron Fox, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, and uh, Kevin Herter, Kevin Herter is definitely a great role player on this team. I definitely uh, think, you know, and 
when the Kings beat the Nets uh, the other day, um, Terrence Davis dropped 31 points on Kevin Durant's head. That's crazy. I mean, Ter- Terrence Davis, uh, you know, ne- never would have thought in a million years. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But the Kings can definitely make a big run this year for the playoffs. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't see them as a playing team. I think they can make six seed. They're it's a they're a very believable six seed. So, the way they've been playing, I mean, if they play like this all season, then this this could be a six seed Sacramento team. Yeah, and I've I have high hopes for the Kings. Um, I just really hope that Fox doesn't get injured. I mean, one of the if anybody on that team gets injured, I mean, it's it's gonna be over for the Kings. Um, I want to switch over back to the East to one of the last teams that we're going to talk about in the East, um, and that's going to be the Washington Wizards. Um, the Wizards are an overall good team. Bradley Beal is doing all right. Chris uh, Tapps Porzingis is going to be doing good. Uh, Kuzma is going to do well. Um, Monty Morris has been doing pretty well so far, too. Um, overall, this Wizards team is not bad, um, and I mean... I have high hopes for this Wizards team. They're six seed right now. They could potentially go down. Um, and then, I mean, there's not really much to talk about. I mean, Beal coming back from an injury, I mean, that's just key for the Wizards. Yeah, the Washington Wizards, uh, they've had a bounce-back season. I mean, what's really good about it is, you know, I mean, Porzingis having a bounce-back season. Kyle Kuzma, bounce-back. I mean, Bradley Beal always been that guy but I feel like you know he's just been you know Bradley Beal obviously carrying this team but now he's you know injured and everything but you know I think he'll be you know definitely a pivotal part of this team if they make it far in this season Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Denny Adia Adia. he's definitely a very very good uh, starting three for them I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's been very pivotal. Uh, you know, these past couple games have been a little cold, but he's definitely uh, a very good part of this team. So that's what I have to say. Well, all right, that about wraps it up for the NBA podcast. Uh, make sure you tune in next week um, for more NBA facts. Sure.